Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so glad you're tuning in this week. As you all know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I actually realized I have no idea what I'm really doing. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I know how to do that is by talking to others on how they're handling their lives. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to address everything going on in the world right now due to coronavirus. I know it's a scary and chaotic time for everyone, and I have definitely been very concerned and, to be quite honest, a little scared about everything going on and making sure I'm healthy and safe along with my friends and family. So if you're going through the same exact thing, just know that those feelings are completely valid, and I'm keeping you all in my thoughts and just wish you guys good health and speedy recoveries for anybody who's sick. On a brighter note, though, this week I'm going to be chatting with Lindsay Metzelar, who's the creator and host of the podcast We Met at Acme, which explores dating in the modern world and millennial dating in New York City. I came across We Met at Acme and Lindsay's story a few months ago, and I was so hooked from the get-go. Her podcast discusses everything from dating do's and don'ts, the use of apps and dating sites, how to look for red flags in a relationship, and so much more. In addition to hosting We Met at Acme, Lindsay is also the CEO of her own company, Lindsay's Lunchbox, and runs a food-based Instagram account. She literally does it all, so I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So go get your headphones or speakers ready and start listening. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for coming on. This is so much fun. I'm so excited I came across your podcast, and um, I absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I guess we could just like kick it off and get right into, um, because that's the main question is I want to know, you know, how did you start We Met at Acme? So We Met at Acme started because I was really interested in dating and I felt like I wanted a dating podcast to listen to, but there was nothing out there. Mm -hmm. So I invited a friend over and we just talked about dating and what it's been like for us as millennials. And then it was like the next thing I knew, um... I was like, we should record this. And on a whim, I was like, let's release this as a podcast, which was kind of unheard of at the time because there weren't really any podcasts by any millennials. Right. And we just, uh, I released it. And since then, and it was received well. And since then, it's been expanding from conversations with friends about dating to conversations with all kinds of people about dating and, and events about dating. And it's, it's really exciting. Well, that's amazing. And I think it's so interesting, like you brought up, it's a topic that I don't know if people are uncomfortable to talk about it, or it's just not, I guess, a norm to discuss. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're so right. There's really not a ton out there about dating. And I feel like, I don't know, at least my perspective, coming to New York and being like, oh, you know, biggest city in the country. <laughs> like, it'll be so easy to date. It's so not. And especially as like a millennial right. in this weird world we live in today, it's very difficult. And um, mm. there's not like a whole lot out there like for other people, you know, to hear right. about other stories. And I think that's so, so right. <laughs> but then, so you like... Like you said, you bring a ton of different people on the show. So it started out as friends. It started out as friends, and then it's expanded from there to be um, more like, you know, experts, mm -hmm. actors, all kinds of people. Criteria we really have for our guests mm -hmm. is that 
they're open and willing to talk about their dating lives. Sure. Sure. Well, and that's, I think a really important thing too, is that, you know, you have both men on, you have women on, and it's really, I feel like in this day and age necessary (laughs) to create that dialogue with both men and women and, you know, with each other in regards to dating. Um, and so what has your experience been like with that? It's been really interesting. Um, you mean with, with talking with men and women? Yeah. I mean, do you notice mm-hmm. like, you know, right. a positive outcome from I that? Think, yeah. I think it's funny. I think people think that men and women think so differently when it comes to dating, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. I mean, there's, there's like the man once in a while who's super judgmental, um, mm-hmm who you like wish didn't exist. Right. But I mean, there are women like that too. And I sure. think everyone's just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And with like, you know, it's 2020 and women are, you know, making their own living like, mm-hmm. and there's just all these questions and like, should I do this? Should I do that? We had a big debate yesterday about on, on the Instagram about like who should, you know, when a guy should, let a girl split on a date in like a heterosexual relationship. Right. And that one is always confusing to, mm-hmm. to both men and women. So it's, it's interesting. We like breach subjects that do need to be talked about, but aren't really often talked about. Right. Well, I think that's so funny that you brought that up because a lot of times, you know, my friends and I will talk about when you're going on a date and the guy doesn't pay right. and it's like, you're supposed to feel like, empowered like as a woman like I can take care of myself but that's also I feel like a question is people have well you know should he shouldn't he I mean there's so many discussions with that it's hard it's like a courting process so like if they're the (laughs) one asking you out on dates and then they're letting you pay Mm -hmm. it just feels weird right right but then so obviously you know you have a ton of listeners who love the content you're giving them, what kinds of responses and feedback do you receive from them? I mean, what do they, you know, feel mostly about all the topics you're discussing? Yeah, I get like, I get a ton of DMs every day. Um, people just wanting to talk, um, about their, their dating situations or relate to something that we posted or said right? and, or get advice. And so it's really nice. It's become like this kind of like dear Abby platform. Um, mm-hmm. And people, I mean, people have opinions about every, every subject, you know, whether it's like who should pay for what or, you know, where should we go or when should we have sex or when should they meet the parents? When should we say I love the thing about dating and why it's sustainable as I guess a podcast topic is like no one ever stops dating. Even when you're married, you're still dating. So everyone can relate to something about it. Sure, definitely. And it's so true because, I mean, those are such valid questions and we don't have a ton of outlets, you know, to go to, to get answers or just advice. And I think that's another thing too, is that even my friends will say that, like they'll ask, you know, we'll ask each other for advice, but it's always so great to get like an outsider's perspective, um, sort of that like Mm -hmm. unbiased opinion. Um, Totally. Are you in a relationship? I am not. I am not. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, I I was going to bring up later. 
I <laughs> I thought like coming to New York, which is, you know, the ironic thing about it, and it's such a huge city, like dating would be so easy and it's so hard to meet people. Yeah. Like so hard. And then you know, like there's dating apps and a lot of people are really I which, you know, I'll bring up later, a lot of people are really into Hinge right now. And right. there's tons of dating apps out there. But it's then also like, I mean, the time, like to find time to just go on a date and mm-hmm. like, cause it's a process. I mean, <laughs> you know, until yeah. you find like a person like to just go out and just casually date. I mean, it's a lot of time to give up during your week. And that's something I feel like too, you know, I'm, I'm actually 21, you know, I graduated school and you know, I'm working. You're so young. I'm so you young. So much time. I know. I know. And that's what everybody says, which I feel like glad about you know I I feel like everybody hits those patches where it's like why am I not in a relationship mm-hmm. but I feel like so like right now I'm I'm so liberated I'm just feeling like completely not tied down to anything and just I can come and go throughout my day as I please and but then there's times where you're looking for that compatibility with someone and yeah it's tough but I guess getting into that, if we can talk about dating in the modern age and just all of the problems and complications with that. So yeah, I feel like right now, like dating sites, you know, you have, oh my gosh, like you're Christian Mingle, you're like uh, farmers only, like all these crazy sites. And then there's apps like Tinder and Hinge and Bumble And then even just social media in general. I mean, what's your, I mean, you as the master of all this, (laughs) what is your, I guess, belief system on it? Do you think they work? Don't they work? I think you mean like the apps. Yeah, just apps, like matching sites. I'm such an app person. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. I I met my ex on an app. We dated for almost two years. Wow. He was an amazing guy. We met on Hinge. Nice. Um, I have nothing against the apps. I think they're so smart they're so Mm -hmm. interesting I mean as millennials we have our phones in our hands 24 7 exactly it's like why not meet on the thing that we're always on um and I don't think there's like really a stigma anymore either Mm -hmm. I I know so many couples that have met on tinder on bumble on hinge you know it's not it's not weird right right and like you're both like consenting in a way by like liking each other and making it clear that you're both interested, setting each other alike for the most part. And, you know, like it's easier than being set up on on a date where one person might be kind of dragged into it by a friend, you know? Sure, sure. And, you know, and that's what I think was interesting. You know, Tinder was so big and then they came out with Bumble where it's like, you know, girls can make the first move. And so there's all different, I guess, like apps per se that cater to different individuals' needs and desires, which is also really interesting. But yeah, and it's, I think the apps too, I mean, while it doesn't always 100% work, but your ability to... I guess, narrow down your criteria and literally like what you're looking for mm-hmm. to make the process easier. Cause that's another thing. Like if you just meet somebody at the bar and right. while well, like, I'm sure is great to meet someone in person first, but I feel like the apps help in getting rid of all that 
like gray space in between. Yeah, they really, really do. And I don't know. I just feel like anyone who isn't on the apps Mm -hmm. and is single is like not really giving themselves the full chance. Sure. And you're single now? I'm single now. I'm actually ironically like not practicing what I preach. I'm not on the apps (laughs) right now, but it's only because my relationship just ended a month ago. Oh, gotcha. I'm not like super ready to start going on a lot of dates. Sure. And I, I do this for a living, this dating thing. So I'm, I, you know, I've (laughs) met, I've met a ton of people organically. Uh So for me, I don't feel like I, like, I just don't feel like the apps are necessary at this point, but who knows what will happen soon. So you mentioned Hinge before. Would you say that's your, I guess, favorite of sorts of all the different apps? Yeah, I would say Hinge and Bumble are great. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually doing a, a really fun partnership with Bumble right now where we're doing a series of articles for the cut about how to, how to navigate it, like what to reach out and say first, since you have to initiate as a woman Mm -hmm. and just like what not to do on your Bumble profile. So that's really been really fun. Well, that's really important too. And I think that's, you know, a concern for some who are either unsure about dating apps or are sort of nervous to, um, put themselves out there on is I guess the safety of it all. But I think that's great that, you know, they're going to teach people proper ways and how to, you know, present yourself online. Totally. Me too. Yeah. So then, so that's the apps and I guess like matching sites. Do you think that, you know, social media has, I guess, changed the dating game? Um, Mm. I know like literally it's so easy. You could just be on your account and then get like a DM for some, from somebody like you don't know. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know tons of people that have met. I think social media has made things complicated when it comes to dating. Like, do I follow this person? Do I wait for this person to follow me? Do I like all their photos? Is that desperate? I think like that was something our parents never had to think of. Like, right. If someone didn't call them up on the phone, they weren't interested or God forbid something really bad had happened to them. But today it's like, Someone might like your posts and genuinely not like you. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's also really interesting. I feel like the differences within, I mean, obviously like the heavy hitters are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then like there's Snapchat as well. I feel like, I feel like Instagram's definitely the most used nowadays. Um, You know, Facebook, I still go on Facebook a lot, but to be quite honest, I feel like that's always either to just use as like an album for all of my photos or, you know, to see what a different, I feel like there's definitely like the older generations are using Facebook more like true. It's, it's true. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like I go on there to connect with, you know, people who I don't have on Instagram, especially, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I barely use Facebook anymore. It's, it's yeah. pretty much all Instagram and the occasional Twitter. Uh huh. And then even with, um, yeah, with Twitter, even I only really use that to see, well, false. I will go on there for news, 
you know, if like right now I want to see how many people are infected with coronavirus, very, (laughs) very on the edge of my seat about that. So I'll go on Twitter a lot because I know that's, you know, the easiest way to get a lot of facts and what's going on. So, and then, yeah, Instagram, I feel like that's just where I spend most of my time online. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like, I love to begin with, like, I love photography and I love like documenting memories in my life, especially. And it's also just like been a really great way for me to meet people and connect with people as well. But yeah, I I have the same feelings. I I think Instagram is a really positive thing. I, I think so many people like think of it negatively, but it's been really positive for my life. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Cause I know like people do have, and don't get me wrong. I totally see it. I feel like, you know, people present themselves online in a way that can lead to. Yeah. I mean, there's positives and negatives, but Mm -hmm. if you look at it in terms of like what it's meant to be for, which is connecting with people, right? then it's really all positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said before, like, I just love documenting my life and I try and be as open and honest with people about (laughs) <laughs> you know, everything that's going on. I said, even with my podcast on my private account, I post all the time about it. And I'm like, if people get sick and tired of it, I mean, it's, it's just a part of me and I do, right. I try and keep it completely authentic. Totally. But yeah, so it definitely has, I think changed. I feel like dating and not just dating itself, but how we see other people. And I guess right. the attraction there, I mean, would you agree on that? The problem with Instagram when it comes to dating is some people's Instagram profiles don't accurately represent who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to judge someone when you've only seen a set of curated photos as sure. opposed to actually getting to know them. So it's easier to write someone off. Whereas, you know, actually spending face-to-face time with them in person, it's a different ballgame. Right. And I feel like, to be completely honest, that's something that makes me insecure at times as well is, I mean, obviously like when I'm posting a photo, I am posting like the best photo of myself out of a bunch, you know, <laughs> like I'm not going to post like clearly like bad photos of myself, but I'm also like not the type of person to like edit the heck out of my picture. Right. Like I'll do a good like Visco <laughs> or or mm-hmm. something like that. But you know, I, I do try and keep myself authentic, but I, again, like, and there's nothing wrong with that, I guess, but I just don't even have the time to spend that much like time editing a photo, you know? So that's another thing too. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, but I know that's just, yeah, to be completely honest, something for me that I worry, like putting myself out there, what I think is, you know, 100% my my face and my body and what I look like and then you know there's other people out there I mean the photos are clearly edited but it does you wonder how some I guess view a photo but anyways so one of I had asked a couple people you know to get their thoughts and opinions and some questions from them about you know dating and dating in a city um a lot of my friends are in the same boat as I am where, you know, they're graduating college. And I feel like in college, it's so interesting because you're 
it's a completely different environment. You're around people 100% of the time, (laughs) whether it's your roommates or, you know, you go out and there's guys and just friends. You're, you're always surrounded by people then to, you know, moving into the working world and, you know, your day to day is to go to your office or wherever it may be and then come home and that's it. So I think with dating, what makes it so difficult is that it's, I mean, you have less, less access to talking and communicating with people. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, I remember the transition from college to Mm -hmm. the real world and it was really hard because I remember initially thinking like, oh my God, I need to get a boyfriend when I graduate because I'm just going to be going to work and going home. Mm-hmm. And that ended up not being at all what I was doing. I was going to work, coming home, going to dinner, going out, doing so many different things. But I think that was because I wanted to be busy like that. Right. And I wanted to enjoy while I still was young and not, you know, tired. Um, and I think that enabled me to meet people, um, but I think that a lot of people, they transition to, from college to working and they just, they literally just go to work and go home and don't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more like, I think it's kind of a mistake. I mean, I think obviously it's amazing to focus on your career and, and your job, but I think you also like, you know, you should be able to like have fun as well. So I think finding that balance is really important, especially once you're in the, in the real world. Definitely. It is really tough. And I think that's, it's so important to remember, like you can, and you deserve to have a social life outside Mm -hmm. of your like nine to five job time. And, um, yeah, like I even try and do that just with friends, you know, like not even like with dating, just like trying to find like like, a happy hour. Like there's so many things you can do. Right. Right. And then I think another problem, you know, after talking to people, like hearing what they have to say, another problem they find is that, you know, the irony of living in a big city and, you know, it's still hard to meet people. I mean, have you, you've lived in New York for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Have you found this like difficult as well? I mean, I know you were in a relationship, but prior to that, I mean, just... It's not that easy. I don't easy. know. I think that, like, if I ever did find it hard to meet people, I would go on the apps um, mm-hmm. or, or just try to go out more and, like, talk to people in person because I think that's missing a lot of the time is people are afraid to, to go up to one another right. in real life. Right. And that's that's really funny. My one friend and I, that's one thing we, like, really try and do because it's first of all, hard to find the time to go out. But when we do go out and if it's just like her and I going to grab a drink, we always make an effort to sit right at the bar because that is the best way to just not even like that you have to be looking, you know, for someone to date, but just to like converse with someone else, like meet someone new or just like have a fun conversation with somebody. Um, So we try and make that like our thing when we go out. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. You guys should definitely keep doing that. That's what I would recommend anyone your age to do. Right. And yeah, that's just, I think, definitely something I need to start reminding myself, like, make the time, go out, (laughs) enjoy yourself, 
And yeah, I think that's just the one thing I constantly hear people say is, oh, it's so hard to meet people. And I know that, you know, with like the present day society we live in, that's true. I feel like we, you know, a lot of people tend to not really engage in conversation and keep to themselves. And we're, you know, not as social as we probably could be. That's just, I think, my observation. Like, I know, oh my gosh, there have been times where I'm even out with my own friends and we're sitting all together. You know, we barely see each other and everybody's on their phone. And it's just like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, So I know that is, it's very tough to meet, you know, meet people when you go out. But I think, you know, the other end of that spectrum is like, you do need to go out more then you're probably yeah. not going out enough. And it doesn't necessarily need to be to, like, a club. Right. But I think just, like, putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and going to events and things outside of your comfort zone is what's best. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> so then to, I guess, drastically change the subject, I wanted to talk about some of the other projects and some of your other work that you do. Um, you have your own company, Lindsay's Lunchbox, right? Yeah. Amazing. Totally. So Lindsay's Lunchbox is a full-service social media consulting agency. Mm-hmm. So I work with brands, mostly food brands, and um, I work with them to build their social media presence. And that could be anything from just you know posting for them on Instagram to creating the content of you know, going in and shooting with my camera. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to grow their audience and make them a bigger presence on social, which is, has been really fun for me. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so like such a thing for 2020, like the year we live in, like social media is everything. And I know like when I want to, when I see a restaurant or when I see, you know, anything, a store, what, whether it be whatever that I'm interested about, the first thing I do, I'll like, you know, go on Yelp, see the reviews, but then I want to go on Instagram and mm-hmm. see like, okay, what have people tagged about this or, yeah. you know, hashtagged about it? Like, I want to know more about that industry yeah, and the their products. Way. So that's great. And I think that's also really special. Um, one of my past episodes I did was with a friend of mine who runs a massively successful a tribute Twitter account to the show One Tree Hill. And um, yeah, it's insane. And he has almost like half a million followers just through posting about the show and just, yeah, tweeting different images. It's so smart. People really love that show. Oh, yeah. And um, it's so insane. So we talked about, you know, just the beautiful like power and the positive power of social media because mm-hmm. while I get that it can be a negative space for some, it doesn't have to be. And right. um, there's so many things. I feel like we've had it for a couple years now, but there's still mm-hmm. so much growing to be done. And so yeah, and I think your company's just amazing like that, that Thank you're you. able to take such an angle with it. Thank you. And so you have your food account as well. Mm-hmm. You're a woman of many trades. <laughs> I am a hustler out yeah. here hustling. Um, yeah, so my food account is just kind of celebrating the way that I eat, which is pretty much like a child, except for right. the smoothie that I like to think was very adult this morning. Uh-huh. Um, I love food 
you know, not good for you. Mm-hmm. Who um, doesn't? And so when I was, when I first graduated, all these people were coming out with their food Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. And I love food. So I was like, I want to do this too. But <laughs> I was like, I want to be authentic to myself. So that's how I came up with don't expect salads because I don't really eat salads and I never have. And right. So I wanted to be genuine about that and see if there's anyone else out there that felt the same about healthy eating. And ironically now it's like the most popular thing in the world to eat healthy. <laughs> but, um, but I still love, you know, posting about all the unhealthy stuff that I eat. Now I actually am much healthier than I was when I started this account. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I, I love it. And it's really helped me to work with social media clients to help them grow as well. Definitely. I mean, that's literally the same thing with me. You know, I try and eat healthy. I do love myself a good salad, but I never feel full at the end of it. I think that's what the problem is. Like I could have a good salad with like some salmon or like grilled chicken on top. But at the end of the day, like I'm really hungry afterwards still. Mm -hmm. And, um, I do, I have the appetite of like a 13 year old boy, like through puberty, like just growing and like, I constantly just like love to snack. So I love a good food account. (laughs) So you, like I said, you have so many different projects that you're working on. I mean, you have this incredible podcast, which I'm so happy I found and I can't wait to continue listening to all the content you come out with. Um, And then you also have your, you know, your own company, Lindsay's Lunchbox. What would you like to see yourself doing in the next couple of years, whether it be, expanding the projects you're working on or just starting completely new things? Yeah, that's a great question. I would love to expand what I'm working on, um, whether it be, you know, having a bigger platform to give advice. Maybe it's like a talk show. Maybe it's a con. Um, And I would love to write a book eventually on on dating. And I know it's a pretty saturated market, but love to find a unique angle about that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much, those are my visions. Oh, I love that. Definitely. I'm such a writer. I mean, I was a journalism major in college, so Amazing. I encourage everybody to write in one way or another. I think it's yeah. just great for your soul. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I love it. But, and then I like to ask, you know, since, you know, this is handling it and everybody is handling their life in so many different ways, what has been, you know, the best piece of advice that you've found on how to handle like the complications of dating? Yeah. Um, does it have to be dating related or can it be like kind of dating and life related? Both. Yeah. Give it. (laughs) Okay. So someone once said this to me and it was so good. It was like, you have four things in your life. You have your job, you have your family, you have your friends, and you have your relationship. Mm-hmm. And every day, you have to wake up, and you have to decide who's going to win that day. Because it's not going to be everyone, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be everything. So, But if you focus on one thing at a time that day, then at least that thing will win. Um, and that's such great advice, I felt. Because I love that. I'm always trying to juggle everything and make everyone happy. And inevitably one thing kind of falls down. 
Mm-hmm. But if you just focus on one thing at a time, it really helps you. Um, so you can wake up and say, you know what, my relationship's going to win today. And you'll do something really nice for your partner or for your partner. Mm-hmm. Or then you'll wake up the next day and say, you know what, work is going to win today. And you'll get a lot of work done. Um, but don't mm-hmm. try to don't try to take over the world all at once. Wait, it's that just, is great advice. I love day. that. That's, I think that's like something I needed to hear because <laughs> I am always trying to juggle, you know, and just trying mm. to please people and do well, as much as birthday? I can. It's in April. Are you an Aries? I am. Oh, I love it. Yes. I'm on like cusp. So I'm an Aries and a Taurus and. Are you April 19th? 20th. <laughs> oh, I, I think you're a Taurus. I don't know. See, some might come up in Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like I I feel like I'm like both. And I after reading, you know, about them and I feel like right. I do resemble sort of both, but mm-hmm. But um all right, well thank you so much for coming on, but of before course. we go, I want people to find out, you know, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at we met at Acme. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. And my personal Instagram is lindsmetz with Z's, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z. Amazing. And I'll list that all in our episode bio. But um, And you do shows as well, right? We do live shows. So go to wemetatacme.com for more information. Amazing. And I'll include the link in the description as well. Awesome. But thank Thanks, you Catherine. so much, Lindsay. Talk soon. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thanks you guys for tuning in. I am so glad you got to hear from Lindsay. She's just such a rock star and I literally cannot wait to see what all she continues to do with We Met at Acme. And speaking of, you can start listening to We Met at Acme by checking out the link in the episode description and you can also follow Lindsay's journey by checking out her Instagram handles listed also in the bio. And let me know what you think of the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks and remember to keep handling it.